like you put on a jacket. We have to put him on. There is a, a, a series of choices that have to come into our life as a child of God, uh, whether we're going to put on Christ and walk in the Spirit and uh, live in obedience to Him. And this is where we are in this portion of Ephesians. And we've come to the subject of submission a few weeks back. And, uh, you know, when you're walking in the Spirit, one of the evidences of walking in the Spirit is a life of submission. We see in verse 21 of chapter 5, Brother Jim read the text, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear, in the fear of God. And so the Christian life is a life of submission. It is a life that is lived uh, in, in, in submission and obedience, number one, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we live in obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ, the submission to Him will show up in submission to others, right? Whether it's at a, in a workplace, we are, we are in submission uh, to those that we work for. Uh, in, uh, we are to live in, in, in submission uh, in, in government settings at times when they're not against the law of God. And uh, we live in submission. And then we saw, we've been looking at submission in the home. Now we had a great joyful time speaking about uh, verse 25 I'm sorry, no, that wasn't it. Verse 22, that's the one we really liked, right? And uh, uh, that was the real blessing a few weeks back. At our, how many is looking at verse 25? You see what it says, right? Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. And this was the pinnacle of the chapter, it really is. I mean, this is, this is where it all comes to. And, uh, well, okay, maybe not really. Uh, maybe it's what we're looking at tonight is a greater pinnacle of what we're looking at. And tonight, where Brother Jim read the text in verse 25 is a part of that text. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. What a monumental task that is. Not because some are unlovable, but because we don't do a very good job at times at loving. It can be difficult. Why? We're selfish. We're selfish creatures. We're going to look at this tonight, though. And what I want to focus at and notice here tonight is verse 23. The first thing I want to show you is the Word of God says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. And I want to look at the subject tonight of headship and what it means and how it manifests itself to the place of what our responsibility is as husbands, if you're a here and you're a husband and and uh, you're in a home and there's you're the the head of the you're, you're the head of your home you're 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 a husband you have a wife we're going to look at this tonight what God intends how God intends us to live in the home now you may say hey I'm not a husband <laughs> I am off the hook well maybe on this little subject you're off the hook but um, you still need to know this it's the word of God you still need to help others. You still need to point other people to truth. And so don't turn it off tonight. Just use this as an area of, of gleaning and uh, to, to where God can use you as well. And so the first thing, I mean, number one, we, we see on the physical side to get, an, to get a, a visual. I like somehow trying to get a visual of how, these, of how, the, uh, how the scripture works. But a vis visual I came to that is just really obvious in the text here is the head, and I think of our physical head, the brain, the brain. Do you know the human brain is 60% fat? 
Brother Martin knew that. 60% of your brain is fat. But it's a good fat. Yeah, you need it. You need omega-3 oils in your diet. You need omega-6 oils in your diet. You need to eat fish and things like that. Because it's good for them. We're not talking, I'm not... We're not preaching about health tonight, but I'm just telling you on a side note, it is good for you. 25% of the body's cholesterol is in the brain. People say, oh, you got to get that low cholesterol diet. Really? I don't know if that's so good all the time. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, the brain kind of needs cholesterol, and it needs the right kind of cholesterol as well. But it's necessary to function. Did you know that the brain makes its own cholesterol? It's so necessary. And it operates off that. But this is where it gets really interesting on the function of the brain and what the brain is able to accomplish. It's an incredible thing that God has designed. It is a computer up inside underneath your skull up here is a computer that is constantly running. You know, science tells us this. They, 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 uh, they discovered this. They didn't, of course, didn't invent this. They discovered what was already created by God, that there are, there, there are 100 billion, 100 billion neurons in the brain. That's the equivalent to the amount of stars in the Milky Way galaxy. The, these, these neurons, they're connected by trillions of, of connectors that are called synopses. And so your, your neurons, they fire in the synopses. They take the, the information from the brain and they run it and they transfer the communication all through your body. So right now as you're standing, sitting here uh, trying to listen, trying to stay awake, trying to take in information, thinking about uh, lunch this afternoon, thinking about work tomorrow, thinking about um, so what else is going on today? Anything? That's about it. And thinking about all of these things, right? Your brain right now is firing off from the neurons and these synopses and it's sending out information. You know why I'm doing this? Because my brain is telling my, I mean, it's just, it's all the time. My mouth is running. Blame my brain, right? If it's running too much, just blame the brain. No, and it's going on. The, listen, the human brain processes about 75 gigabytes of information every day. You say, what on earth is a gigabyte? Well, it's, what, 100,000 meg megabytes? Is that right? Well, what's a megabyte? I don't know. Don't ask me. I'd ask Micah back there, right? Here's what I do know. Uh, 75 gigabytes is equivalent to the information of 16 movies. You take the information of 16 movies, they say that's about 75 gigabytes. Think of all of the information, uh, lines, um, speeches, they're going back and forth in movies or whatever. Think of, take of all of that information, and that is what our brain processes about every day, firing off all the time. It's incredible. It's incredible. Did you know they say fi 500 years ago, 500 years ago, the human brain only processed about 75 gigabytes in a lifetime? Wow. We're taking in a lot of information today. That's why a lot of it just gets thrown out because we can't process that much. It's too much to process uh, all of it. But uh, information comes into the brain. How? It comes in from the eyes. It comes through the nose. It comes through the, comes through the, 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 the ears. It comes through uh, hearing and touch and all of these things and uh, our five senses and the information that comes into our body. Our brain will take that information and it will send it to all the parts of our body that's necessary. 
If somebody comes at you and they're, and they're doing this, your brain hopefully will do this, right? <laughs> or you'll do this faster. Hopefully you're quicker than they are. And, uh, but no, your brain is sending out from things that are coming in. Your brain is constantly sending out information into the whole body. Notice this. The body also will send information back to the brain. Right? You get a cut. Here's, you know, I get cut here, there, and there. You know, the, body, the brain starts doing immediately, sending out white blood cells. Right? So the body is telling the brain something's wrong. And the brain goes, okay, we'll get this taken care of. It's going, it's, it's a fascinating thing, the human mind. Watch, it is, it is at the top of our head. This brain is, right? It's up here, right? It's not, it's not in our gut, that'd be weird. Now, never mind. <laughs> but but it, it's at the top of the head for one reason, it's heat, right? It, it's, it's, it's put in a, in a cage here of this skull, but it needs to stay cool. It needs to stay a certain temperature. You know what I just found out just recently? We've always wondered why we yawn. Don't worry, I'll get to the text. I just find this interesting. God created this. It's amazing. The reason why we yawn is when your brain gets tired, the more it's been working and exhaustion comes in, they say it starts to get hot. And you yawn to cool it down. That's why you yawn when you're tired. Because when the brain gets to exhaustion, it's heating up. It's kind of interesting. It's been working all day, right? It hasn't rested. And we could go on and on with all of these uh, different things here, but it gets hot, right? I think it's interesting that the brain's at the top of the head. I don't want to put too much into this one, but uh, I think it's kind of interesting because it's placed on top. It's kind of like it's a priority. It's on top, and the rest of the body flows down from it, right? Do you know what that word submission is, right? It's to place under. So our physical body in the next down, right, is in submission to the brain. Now, it's just, watch, it's not a one-way road. The body, the body is communicating back to the brain, right? And the brain is communicating. It's a two-way street going on. There's, but listen, the, the brain is, is necessary in, 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 listen, in, in, in making sure the human body is continuing to move and continuing to survive and continuing to live the way it should. And uh, I think it's safe to say that the head is in charge. The head's in charge. It's like central command. I had to call Micah this afternoon. I, was, I had something written down in my notes, and I was thinking about it and looking over it, and I called, called Micah. You know why I called Micah? Because he knows computers, right? Could have called Chris, I guess. You would have known. But uh, when I think of our in-house computer geek, it's Micah, right? And uh, he's very good at it. I said, uh, what did I ask you if the, if the brain was like a hard drive? He goes, no, not really. Maybe a little bit, but more like a CPU. I was like, oh, okay, awesome. Our brain is a CPU. I said, what's that mean? It's a central processing unit, right? Or yeah, something like that. It's, it's like in a computer, the CPU in your computer, where all of the processing goes on to the information. Our brain is that. It's a, it's, just, it's a computer, isn't it? It's up here at the top of our head. And it's taking information that comes from our body, comes from outside our body, comes from inside our body. And it's, it's processing all of that information. So listen, so the body can function how God intended it to. So we have a physical head, a brain, most of us. But number two, there's a spiritual head. There's our spiritual head. There's headship within the Godhead, right? There's the Father, right? Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Father sent Jesus, right? And you see that headship there. Jesus, 
prayed to the Father on earth. When, he was, when his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, he said, pray this way, our Father, which is in heaven. Listen, we, get to, we, we have access to our, the Father because of Jesus Christ. But watch, is it, we, we have access to the top. We have access. You say, well, they're all God. Yes, I know. We, we don't want to get delve into this too deeply. But we have access to, to the Father, right? He is the, the, there's a picture here of headship, of headship. The, listen, there's unity, right? Our brain has, is, has headship over a body, but it's still in complete unity with the rest of our body. It's not like it's something other than human that's living in our skull that's, that's uh, controlling us, right? And so here we have the Father, uh, Son, Holy Ghost, they're God, but the Father, here we see headship. And, but we see with, with us on a human level, Jesus is our spiritual head. Acts 17, 28 says, the Bible says, For in Him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own prophets have said, poets have said, for we also are also His offspring. So it's in Jesus Christ that we live and move and have our being. That's headship. That's headship. Not only is Jesus the head of the, the spiritual head over our life individually, he's also the head of the church. Colossians 1.18, he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. What does that mean? He, he is, he's number one. Everything is about Jesus Christ. He is the head of the body, right? And so Jesus is the head of the church. Thirdly, Jesus is the head of the home. 1 Corinthians 11.3, the Bible says, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. So we have headship in the home, likened to headship within the Godhead. Right. And so we have a physical head. We have a spiritual head. Now notice next, number three, Right? We have the head physical, I might call it this way, the head physical, the head spiritual, and finally the head familial within a family. Notice in our text here, we're going to get here to verse 23, the first thing we're going to get to. But for anything to operate properly, there has to be order. Amen? Are we, are we, are we with me on that one? There has to be order. There has to be order. Oh no, it, you know, I, I know at the... At the factory, it might not seem like there's order all the time, right? And uh, maybe barely, barely order. But, uh, there, but when it's like that, you, you would know what you think. Boy, I just wish there was more order, right? If you want things to run smoothly, you want it more in order, and, right? And so for order to be present, there has to be somebody at the head. There has to be somebody in charge. Every school needs a principal. Every company needs a president. Every college uh, uh, needs a president. Every police station needs a chief. Every, uh, every army needs a general. I'm telling you, there's got to be somebody in charge if there is any chance of order. I'll tell you this, you might have a head and still no order, but you will never have order without a head. There's got to be headship. And for there to be order in the home, there's got to be a head. There's got to be a head. There's got to be a physical head. We have a spiritual head. It's Jesus Christ. He's the head of the man. But there's got to be a physical head. And the Bible tells us that it is the man. Don't forget, it was God who instituted the home. Right? I didn't make it up. If I made it up, well, it would be a real wreck. Don't. Right? 
That I, 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 it was God's idea. It was His, right? It, watch, it works when it operates the way the one who designed it wants it to operate. It works that way. Listen, God knows how to make life work. Don't forget that. Only God knows how to make it work. I see it over and again. I see it with people we know very well. They just don't learn. They just don't learn. You know, what they, you, you, you can tell them, you can tell them most of your life, here it is. Here's the way. Walk you in it. Right? Live the book. Love the book. Love Jesus. Follow Jesus. Nope, 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 nope. I just don't know why my life's a wreck. Obviously, you don't have the answer, and you haven't tried the one you've rejected, so why don't you try that one now, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, God designed them, and, and let me say this, I mean, this is our day and age, and this, is, this, this will be something to get you riled up, and you'll agree with this, but hey, God, didn't, God did not design a home with Adam and Steve or Madeline and Eve. I mean, He didn't. Amen. He did not do that, or Steve and Adam and Lucy. Or, or whatever, or Wendy, who used to be Wally, that married uh, Larry, who used to be Linda. I mean, this is not God's order. One man, one woman. Amen. It's so simple, right? We make it so complicated. I watched a video the other day. I, 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 it's been a while since I've known <clears throat> such, since I have known such righteous indignation. If I could have reached through the screen, I could have snapped somebody's neck. And it was this mother who brought her little boy, who was about seven or eight years old, who thought wanted to be a girl. Or no, it was a girl, her daughter, that wanted to be a boy, supposedly. And there she was in the doctor's office, and they're counseling her. And then she went through a procedure and watched that little girl cry. I was like, I could, I could have just murdered that woman. <laughs> she was destroying that child. And she walked out, oh, you're so brave, you're so wonderful. No, you have absolutely destroyed, destroyed that child. And it will be better for you that a millstone's wrapped around your neck than what is, what is coming for you if you don't repent. It's unbelievable. It's a me- Listen, don't mess what God designed. <laughs> it works. It works. And in that design, God placed the man as the head of the home. Do I like that? Not always. Does my wife like that? Mostly not. No. <laughs> Why? Because we're all human knuckleheads, right? But that, that doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's what God designed. And if we're going to make the home work and be in order, we're going to try with, with, with everything that God has given us and by the grace of God to try to uh, 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 orchestrate this home to live how God designed it too, right? And so God placed man, look at verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Now, listen, I don't know how many people who are, who are meaningful Christians, who are, who, are, who are born again and filled with the Spirit of God, who balk at Jesus being the head of the church. And I know what you might say, well, that's easy, because he's perfect, right? I don't have any problem with that. It's the guy over here that's not perfect that I have the problem with that doesn't do a very good job at it. Listen, it doesn't matter. That's what, this, is what God, this is how God designed it. 
And listen, if you want, if you want the home to change, you have a better chance of, of the home changing and becoming more like God designed. If you do it like He said, then you will try to change it your own way. And so, the Bible says he's the head of the wife. What does that word head mean? Central command. The CPU of the home. Now, does the brain run run roughshod over the whole body? No, it doesn't. Does the brain say down to my foot, you're not doing that, Bubba. Well, it might try but as you're tripping, right? I wouldn't do that. No. Don't step there. No. No. We'll get into this. It's headship. It's, it's, it's different, right? What does this look like? What does the role of headship look like? Well, maybe you could picture it this way. The home is a body. And information comes into the home on a daily basis. Whether it's your own information as the head of the home. Whether it's from the wife. Whether it's from the children whether it comes in through radio, through media, through uh, uh, a written media, through a television screen, whether, however, through a phone, through an internet, through a computer, however, information is coming into the home and information has to be processed so that decisions can be made how the body is going to respond to the information coming in. We tracking here? So watch this. If the hus- husband is the head of the home... All of the information has go, got to go through the head. No, guys, you can't check out. You can say, I don't want to deal with that. They'll figure it out. Oh, I don't want to get involved with that one. Ugh. I don't get, well, if you want order in your home, you may have to get involved with it. No, I'm not talking people don't have their own autonomy and have some ability to make some decisions within the confines of their, their own life. I'm not talking about that at all. But I'm telling you, listen, it is an awareness of what's going on in the home and being alert at all times of what's coming in, right? And so we know, so we can, um, let me say, so we uh, retain the responsibility to make sure the home is a body like God designed it to be. So-and-so wants us to come to, our, come to their house for supper. That seems so mundane, doesn't it? Or seem, just doesn't seem to, you know, Sally and Bill want us to come for supper on Friday. What does the head do? Well, it takes the information in. There's consultation. There's talking about it, and a decision gets made. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem, it's, I, mean, I know, that's not a real big deal, right? It's not like, uh, you know, uh, Billy wants to cut his foot off. What do you think? You know, I mean, okay, yeah. Right. These are bigger ones. No. But, but no, it's a pattern. Watch. It's the pattern of the home constantly, by choice, dealing with the head. Now listen, don't get upset when the, when, the, when the rest of the home doesn't want to deal with the head because you check out and you don't want to deal with it. And then decisions get made and you say, well, that was a bad decision. Well, you didn't do anything about it. It still goes to the head, right? You, do you notice what's going on here? And I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself tonight, but it has to do with responsibility, not just rulership, responsibility. See, needs in the body go to the head, in the physical body. I mean, just think about when you eat food. 
food goes down in the stomach and you know what starts happening the body starts sending out the brain starts telling the body to send out certain enzymes to break down certain foods you know meats break down with certain enzymes breads break down with certain enzymes vegetables get broken down with different enzymes that's why you know it's they say it's good not to eat all certain foods in in a in a mix because your body starts flooding your stomach with all of these different enzymes and it's just like a war going on in your stomach right and you're like oh that's what the problem yeah and uh, they'll say eat breads at least 30 minutes away from meats and you you'll you won't have to because bread and meat enzymes are totally different. No, watch it. The body's doing all of that. The head, the brain is doing all of that, sending information down. And then it, from the stomach, watch this, those nutrients go out into the rest of the body wherever it needs to go. It's fascinating. It knows, watch, the body knows where to send the nutrients to what place and what needs. That all, that all comes from the head. You know, it's the same thing in the, in the home. It's an illustration of the home. How the, 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 family, the needs of the family goes to the head. Right? We need health insurance. We need groceries. We need family time. We need child correction. We need things like this. No, they, they go to the head. It goes, it's supposed to go to the head. And then from there, it's supposed to figure out how we're going to provide these needs. It's responsibility. Not just rulership. This is the role of headship. Look at verse 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the, the wives be to their own husbands in everything. I, I know what you're saying. Well, I thought we were talking about husbands tonight. How do we get back to this? <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get there. In everything. In everything. It might, it might see, no, listen, there's some things you might agree on ahead of time that your wife's not going to come ask you every time. Can I have lunch today? <sighs> okay. Right? Obviously, you know what I mean? There, there's something, and there may be some things said ahead of, but listen, there's a lot of things in you say, hey, what about this? Hey, can we do this? Hey, what about, no, it needs to go through. This is headship. You're right. If your, bo- watch, if your body starts acting on its own outside of the brain, like what, like diseases, like problems, things like that, what happens? The whole body gets out of order. Be subject in everything. Subject, what is that? To place under. Right. To place under. So this is the role of headship. Notice the responsibility of the husband in verse 25. Husbands, here's where it gets good now. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So watch, every, every time the head responds to the information that's coming in, right? that means your brain has a responsibility to respond to everything coming into the body. The head of the home, the husband, has a responsibility to respond to everything coming into the body. And watch, he is to respond to the wife with love. Love. It shows how the husband is supposed to operate. With love. Look, look at verse 31. There's three ways that, that, that we see this responsibility of the husband. Verse 31, look at this. Uh, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. The responsibility of the husband, number one, is to leave. To leave. You were a child one time with a father and mother, and you were subject unto them, their headship, 
and you ordered yourself under them, if you wanted peace in your life, right? You ordered yourself under them. You answered to them. But it, why? Because you weren't the head. But once you get married, right? Grow up, Bubba. <laughs> You're the head now. That, that, you know, you know, that's not a place of you know, great priority. It's a place of responsibility. Be a man and be the head of your home, right? The buck stops with you. It doesn't stop with your parents anymore. You can't go back to mom and dad with it. Leave mom and dad, and you are now the head now and not them. So you leave. This is a responsibility of headship. Leaving father and mother, cleaving unto your wife. Look at verse 22. Not only is leaving a part of the responsibility of the husband, but leading is a part of the responsibility. Look at this. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Now, let me, you say, you say, where on earth do you find leadership in this? Well, it's very simple. What is the wife submitting to? What is she ordering herself under? She's submitting herself, good or bad. She's submitting herself to the direction set by the husband. When you submit to your boss at work, you're submitting to his direction. When you submit to the to the, to the drill sergeant that's screaming in your face, right? You're submitting to his direction. What's his direction? Dirt bag, give me more push-ups, right? You're submitting. What, what does submission mean? What submission means direction here. It's direction. So she's submitting to the direction of her husband, which means, watch, he has the responsibility to lead. If she has the responsibility to submit, he has the responsibility to lead. To lead. So what does leadership look like? Well, in the Christian home, husbands, the best leadership comes from the best followership. You've got to be a good follower. See, the husband deciding the direction, decides the direction of the home by following Jesus. Remember, remember what Joshua said Joshua, back in Joshua 24? I think it's one of the clearest examples of what good leadership looks like. It's a wonderful example. He said, as for me and my, choose you this day whom you'll serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What was he saying? Essentially, you're going to have to make a choice today. But whatever you choose, I'm following God. That is some of the best leadership in the home, I believe. You're going to make a choice today, Right? Maybe your kids get to a certain age and they get to the age you're getting out of the house and you're going to say, hey, you're going to make a choice. It's up to you. You're going to choose. You're going to choose. Sometimes, some of you may have said, you're going to choose today, buddy. You're choosing today. You're either going to stay in the house and you can follow what we say or you can leave today and go. You are more than welcome to leave and do your own thing now. Right? If you're old enough, right? But what do we say ultimately? Whatever you choose, I'm serving. I'm following God. I'm following the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the best example of leadership is by followership, right? You know what happened to Israel? Man, they followed Joshua right into the promised land. That generation continued to serve God and the generation after continued to serve God because of that type of leadership, which was really followership. Yeah. So what does followership look like in the home? Well, take your family to church because God said so. 
Set the times to read your Bible and pray in the home because God said so. Set the direction of the entertainment of your home. Right? No, listen, you're just following God. You're following Him. And that's leadership. So number one, you leave, you leave. Number two, you lead. And number three, in verse 25, you love. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church. It's a command. This is a command, right? Commands are done by choice, like putting on Christ. It's a choice. We've been commanded to, but you have the choice to. And uh, you know what? You, you have the choice to whether you're going to love your wife or not. So we put on love. So what does love look like? This word here is agape. It's a love that doesn't require anything in return. It's a love that says, well, I, if, if you're not going to follow, then I'm not going to lead. Right? That's not agape. Love, listen, loving is you're, you're going you're gonna to love whether they respond or not. See, if the man is the head of the home, he loves his wife by constantly being aware of and supplying the needs of the wife. Why? He's the head. What's the head doing? Send it out. Taking in information. Send it out. Taking in and sending out. That's why the Bible says to dwell with them according to the knowledge. Because you're taking in information and you're supplying the needs. That's love. That's love. There was a study that was done. I just read it recently. There was a study that was done that said marriages that last the longest or last are marriages where the partners respond to the emotional needs of the spouse. I thought that was an interesting thing. Right? They say they kind of illustrate it like this. Uh, you know, a marriage that's going to last a long time is when the, the wife may say, Boy, I, don't, I just don't feel real well. And the husband says, well, what's wrong? Takes note, what's wrong? Well, I don't know. Right? The ones that don't last long, they said in the article, is one when a wife may say, Boy, I just don't feel, I, I just don't feel good. And they just never pick up their... right. Head from the newspaper, or does anybody have those anymore? From the phone, from the, from the digital paper. <laughs> or maybe just be walk out the door and go on to something else. Right. What was going on? Just in the husband-wife situation, he, he wasn't loving. He wasn't, watch, as the head, he wasn't responding to the need of the body that was coming back to him. Right. The husband may come in and say, man, I had a terrible day at work. In a marriage that they noticed lasted long, the wife says, oh, what happened? And you get to sit down and talk about it. Oh, this happened and that happened and this happened. And she goes, well, that jerk, I'd like to call him, you know. No. The ones that don't last long, they come and say, oh, I had a great, had a horrible day at work. Well, you should have seen my day. Ooh, okay, never mind. See, watch, our brain supplies the needs of our body. Jesus supplies the needs of the church. The husband, the head of the home, supplies the needs of the wife. And it, what, what does he do? What, what does love look at like? Well, he takes up the responsibility of provider and protector and priest. Amen. Those are acts of love. Right? And sometimes a lot of great emotions not attached to them. Let me ask you this. Every time you've written out a tithe check, has every time you've jumped around the room in exuberant joy while you've written out a check? 
or put money or put cash? Have you always responded to joy? Enjoy? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, that'd be wonderful. But sometimes you, you've written that thing out and you go, oh, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Can I tell you, even though the, the ecstatic emotions of joy weren't there, what you did was still love because you loved God and you trusted Him? And see, men, sometimes the emotion's not attached there, right? But this is just what you're supposed to do. If you're going to love your wife, you're going to provide. You're going to protect. You're going to be the priest of the home, right? Can, you're going to decide, determine the direction of the home spiritually. No, watch this. Don't miss, headship is not about being served. Headship is about being a servant. Look at verse 28 and 29. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. How many of you men, when you get hungry, go, I don't care. When your body has a need, right? When you have a physical need or something, it's normal for us to want to take care of ourselves. Maybe not as good as we should sometimes, but it is somewhat normal to want to do that. And he says here, So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Why? Well, we're one flesh. We're one flesh. See, if we're going to walk in the Spirit, if we're going to put on Christ, one of the evidences of walking in the Spirit is order in the home. Right? I'm not, we're not getting in tonight if, how to deal with responses that aren't right. If, if the, 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 um, the wife doesn't respond correctly or the man doesn't respond correctly or the children, we're not getting into that. I'm just talking generally here tonight what our responsibility is. If you're going to walk in the Spirit, the evidences of putting on Christ, the evidences of walking in the Spirit, is that the wife is going to be in subjection to the husband who's the head, and the husband is going to operate as the head, which is a position of responsibility, which is a, rep- a position of servanthood, not, not a responsibility, not an act of being served. Loving her. Like Jesus loves the church. That seems like a tall order, doesn't it? Well, how, how did he love the church? Well, gave his life for it. Yeah. He is provider. He's protector. He's pr- priest. It's what we're supposed to be as husbands. A servant. You say, well, man, I'm just gonna, they're just gonna run right over the top of me. Number one, so what? Number two, if the wife is living in subjection as she ought to, no, she's not gonna just run right over the top of you. And what you'll find is a beautiful cycle that'll happen where you'll have order in a in a relationship. And man, you know, it'll just click just fine. Being a servant. Are you concerned for every need of your wife? 
financial, emotional, spiritual. Not being served, but being a servant. This is verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Now, as the head of this church, I will tell you, the underhead, the undershepherd, you're not allowed to ask my wife anything about anything, okay? Just that is totally off limits. But no. <laughs> I'm joking. Can I tell you what? I think every man in this room who has been a husband and, uh, or, and who is one now could say with, with all sincerity, we never feel like we arrive. There's always room to grow. And always room and a desire to grow. And to be the husband that God intends. Uh, our homes need it. The testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ and His church need it. The, our, the world around us needs to see what normal looks like. Do you realize there, there, there are children out there and young people who are just clamoring for something normal in their life? Yeah. I had a friend of mine I met a while back for... for uh, I think I'd, I know I'd mentioned it a while back, but I mentioned, met down in just down in Florida not too long ago. And uh, in the, the home I grew up in, uh, from, I don't know, from about 10 or 11 years old on till about uh, 19, 18 when I left home, uh, the home I grew up in was, was dysfunctional completely. But this friend of mine, I was shocked. He said, oh, I loved coming to your house because it was just so peaceful. <laughs> Which shows you how bad his was. He said, all my, all my dad ever did was just scream and yell about everything. He's nuts. He's just nuts. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> my point is, there are people, I mean, he's still lost as a goose, right? He still needs to be saved. He still needs Christ. He doesn't have a Bible foundation. And you find that even they're still looking. They're still looking for, for some normal peace in a home. Right? People still want a home. They want a family structure. They want structure. They want a home. They want something normal. And listen, we have it right here. And I'll tell you, the more we learn... And submit ourselves, submit ourselves one to another in the fear of God. Where we submit ourselves to the Word of God and ordering our homes after the Word of God. I'm telling you, it's one of the other myriad of tools to get the gospel and the Word of God out to the lost world. Your home should be one that people want to come to. Your home should be one that is one where the lost world can say, boy, I like going over there. That's nice. What is it? Uh, I don't know. It's just peaceful. It's just peaceful. Yeah. Why? Well, there's order. There's order. There's a wife who is in subjection to her husband. And, and don't, don't miss this. I know it used to be said a lot. Well, wives aren't ever told to love their husbands. Only husbands are told to tell the wives. Not true. Over in Titus, the elder women are supposed to teach the younger women how to love their husbands. Right. So it goes, it's a, it goes both ways. But... Uh, but, and then the husbands are to be in a place of loving and protection and providing the priest of the home. I mean, it just goes on and on there of, of our responsibility as a, as a husband and a head of the home. This is what it looks like when we're walking in the Spirit. 
All right. And uh, let me encourage you tonight. If you're here tonight and you're married, you have a wife. And uh, the question, I guess, for us, if maybe you're watching online and you got a wife, uh, are you loving your wife? Are you loving your wife? Are you taking care of the body like your brain takes care of your body and like Jesus takes care of the church? Are you, are you loving your wife like that, like Jesus, who gave himself for the church? That's, uh, like I said earlier, it's a pretty, pretty tall order, isn't it? So may God help us in this. Father, just ask your Holy Spirit, Take the word tonight that was presented and challenge us with this, those of us that are married, and challenge us, those that uh, maybe uh, we're married and a spouse has gone on to be with, with you and, or whatever the scenario is or the case is. And, and uh, Lord, that we could uh, have a, just an attitude and a heart of submission to your word, number one. And trust you. And uh, but Lord, for those men that are still married here, Lord, that you would help us uh, to model the Lord Jesus Christ, the beautiful picture of the home and the church. That you would help us. That we would love our wives like you have commanded us to. Lord, that we would have a heart of submission and godly leadership and love. Father, would you help us to do that? I know the world is totally against this. The world, in so many ways, we see it all around us, thinks it's nuts and crazy, and everybody wants their own, uh, their own autonomy, and they want to do their own thing. And uh, some even will argue that the chaos is good. There's, but it's not, and we know it's not. So, Father, would you help us tonight? Help us to have homes that mirror the Lord Jesus Christ, that they would be a witness and a picture to the lost world of who you are. And we'll thank you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll have a little time of <clears throat> invitation. The instrument's going to play. You can stand tonight if you would. If you're still married here tonight, if you've got a wife, are you loving your wife? Has God commanded? Are you walking in the Spirit? Have you put on Christ? Are you walking in the Spirit? Is it evidenced in your relationship at home? It's pretty convicting. Let's be closed in a word of prayer tonight. Brother Martin, would you close this, please?